Hello and welcome to Sports View with Simon Rivercaba. I'm your host, Simon Rivercaba. Uh, Friday, looking forward to the weekend uh, coming up. Uh, recapping Game Two of the NBA Finals yesterday, uh, Phoenix really made their statement. I really think now Milwaukee's in a lot more trouble than I originally thought. Milwaukee was uh, on fire, uh, started off, and then uh, they were working so hard and dominating, but then I looked at the score and they were only up by three. Where I, I think the difference here is the talent level and where Phoenix, they they are more effortless, effortlessly uh, able to go on runs and, and break away uh, on the scoreboard more than Milwaukee. Uh, now, Game 3 is going to be tough because of all the enthusiasm there in Milwaukee. Uh, I think Game 3 is going to be the toughest of the series for, for Phoenix because uh, they're up against the, the 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 crowd, the hostile territory, and then the energy and emotion that Milwaukee is going to bring. Milwaukee, though, they're going to have to get off to a great, a great start like they did in Game 2, except uh, they're going to have to build a lead and I think sustain it uh, all the way through with Phoenix being such a great uh, road team. Uh, the format has changed. It's no longer two, three, and two. It's two, two, one, one, and one. Meaning, uh, so the next two are. It used to be uh, the first two games would be at one one opponent's um, home court. Then the next three would be at the you know at the other teams, and then where game six and seven would be back to the uh, to the uh, favorite to the top seeds uh, home court. Now it's uh, going to be. They have it where Game Six is going to be in Milwaukee, and Game Seven will be in Phoenix, uh, if it gets that far. But I think Milwaukee needs to take these next two at home. If they lose either one, if they lose Game Three, then then I think it's a it'd be a pretty safe bet that uh, they're going to get swept, because I think that would just be too draining emotionally to to go into such a huge atmosphere and and all the intensity and excitement and lose. That I think that would that would actually end things for, for Milwaukee there after after game three. Uh, and then I think game four would be a formality. But if they win game three and then come back and lose game four, then I think uh, then it's probably Phoenix in, in five, which I originally predicted Phoenix in six, meaning I thought that uh, Milwaukee was going to take game three and four and then Phoenix would come back five and six. But but uh, yeah, I wasn't expecting uh, the complete dominance overall. Even the Phoenix's ability to to sustain these runs and these 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 hot streaks from Milwaukee and keep the games close. Um, I thought that if Milwaukee broke through, that they would build bigger leads, and then they they'd be able to maybe hold on or keep keep it close enough where they can pull away in the end through uh, through the foul line or or a big three or or or, or but uh, yeah, it's just, this is uh, surprising in that uh, Phoenix looks—they they just look like a team of destiny now, and everybody's uh, uh, going. I, I know, and I know it's not a series until a road team loses, but just the way the first two games have looked, like I said, uh, when Milwaukee had the run, that was almost it for me. When I saw that Phoenix kept it close, and then they just so, like I said, effortlessly. Uh, pull away and then go on their runs and then and it shows on the scoreboard when phoenix goes on their runs so we'll see uh sunday they got a couple days off adjustments to be made uh so we'll see uh oh i think we'll know more game three where, where this is going if, if this is gonna be 
any hope for Milwaukee or if it's completely dominant dominant uh, for Phoenix? Uh, big news in boxing. Uh, it's sidelined now. COVID has sidelined the uh, two biggest fights after boxing, uh, MMA being two of the sports that sort of overcame COVID and, and we're still, uh, you know, moving forward at, uh, on a promotional level. Now, as as people feel that, you know, it's coming down and and we're, we're, we're past all that, uh, we're now COVID's hitting boxing. It hit with uh, Tio Fimo Lopez and canceling that fight with uh, Cambosas or, or delaying it uh, for the second time. And then now Tyson Fury and members of his camp have tested positive for COVID, which has uh, postponed the third fight versus Deontay Wilder until October. What's pretty interesting here is Malik Scott, the new trainer of of uh, a Wilder, kind of was uh, to me. It seemed uh, he was he was inspiring a lot just just in the clips I had seen uh, and, and new techniques he was bringing. Although I was going for Tyson Fury uh, uh, on this one, uh, so so first of all, when they the first fight, I thought Wilder was going to pull it out. Uh, I did think that. Uh, Fury won. I think I had a 114-112 despite the, the, the multiple knockdowns. Uh, they came back, though, and for the rematch, I um, I actually was going with Wilder again because uh, Wilder's record in, in rematches, uh, every time he had rematched somebody, he he just iced them uh, a lot easier than, than in the uh, first fight. But then uh, with the, the way that Fury dominated... I just didn't know. It just felt like he had Wilder's number. And when they announced the third fight, my initial reaction was just Fury's going to dominate him again. Uh, I really thought Wilder, and I still think Wilder should actually fight since this is going to be delayed and he went through a whole training camp. Maybe they can find uh, an opponent and just have kind of a stay busy fight before he goes back home for a few weeks with family and then resumes training for the October uh, reschedule uh, versus Fury. Because he's been inactive this whole time, and his last memories in the ring were were the the beating he took. But I think Malik Scott was uh, moving him along and trying and inspiring, and I, I thought that uh, Wilder looked like a, in better spirits. So while I was picking Fury, I was seeing Wilder's uh, kind of shift and starting to think maybe maybe this might happen. I don't know what the delay is going to do, how frustrating uh, it's going to be. I remember uh, Sonny Liston and Muhammad Ali, uh, you know, a.k.a. Cassius Clay, when they the first the original date got scheduled, uh, Liston was was preparing like, uh, like a monster for that fight. And then uh, there was a, a delay. Liston went back home and never could get back in the kind of shape and, and emotion that he, was, he had been uh, training in. And a lot of his handlers and people in his camp feel that uh, that 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 postponement made a difference in the outcome of the fight, and we'll never know. But um, yeah, you know, I think I think Wilder should have a stay busy fight. I know promoters don't like to do that these days, but but back in the day, that's how it was. If you went through a full training camp and your fight got delayed, they would keep the fight date and have you fight somebody. They would find uh, you know some last minute replacement, and usually it'd be. Uh, just to stay busy, fight confidence building fight, but they don't seem to do that these days anymore because of the risk and and I mean there, there was never such big rewards, so that's millions and tens of millions of dollars uh, that that you're putting on the line by having them fight. But 
But as a fighter, I, I would like to stay busy and get back in there and, and be and kind of have a confidence builder. Uh, but we'll see. And then the, the Teofimo Lopez fight, uh, Cambosos is uh, showing a whole lot of confidence and has showed a lot of uh, charisma uh, in this delay. Uh, I don't know if that's increasing, helping his chances, but because uh, Teofimo is, is, is dominant talent, but Cambosos looks uh, like... Uh, He's he's gonna come to fight and and that and it's gonna be a good fight. Uh, and, and Lopez at, at some point, um, if he gets caught up in all the hype and all the star status and press clippings and everything, he doesn't seem like that type. Uh, he's stays kind of down to earth, but you never know. And if he comes in thinking he's gonna get a gift because this is kind of the one fight that he is kind of his pick and fight where he can pick and choose a mandatory before he goes for another big fight with a rematch with Loma. If he has that on his mind, looking past Cambosas, uh, you never know. But now uh, our big fights have been sidelined now, or the two big events COVID has sidelined. Uh, the next big date now isn't until August 21st. We're going to have uh, fights in London, England. Alexander Usyk versus Anthony Joshua. Uh, Joshua's the uh, slight favorite, but never count out Usyk, the former undefeated cruiserweight champion who moved up. Uh, too heavyweight and is uh, campaigning now and he's getting a shot and then this is an interesting thing because the Joshua Fury uh, fight seemed to be heading and then that's when Wilder did his uh, uh, the re he decided to enact the uh, rematch clause and so that forced Fury to have to fight him a third time which then forced Joshua to find a title uh, defense and I think that uh, Usyk he's no joke and and on he, he's being trained by Lomachenko's father, so that's something to look out for. I give the slight edge to Joshua, but I, I just something about Joshua since he got defeated and then he came back and won. And uh, I, I just think I, I don't know if he's one hundred percent back. Uh, everybody just seems like they're moving along with him, but just the way he lost and then came back and and that was a little, you know, he. He wasn't dominant. He was he was kind of a cautiously he cautiously dominated the fight. That's that's how I would call that the rematch with Ruiz. But I I, I just there's something that just uh, I, doesn't feel right with him, and and I'd have to see that uh, with Us and the Usyk performance uh, to see if Joshua is is back to to the Joshua we all expect expected that same night in Las Vegas. Manny Pacquiao versus Errol Spence Jr. And this is supposed to be the passing of the torch. Don't know uh, if it's exactly a beatdown and dominant performance or Errol stops him easy. Um, I, I am picking Errol because just a younger, faster, just a star-studded talent. But don't count out many to have one more in the well with him uh, for him. You know, I, it wouldn't be shocking. I think he's going to give it his all, and it's going to be a great fight with a, a great performance by Manny, an inspiring performance where he indulges the fans and, and, and kind of, uh, uh, you know, steals the, the hearts of the fans, even though he might not win the uh, the war. He, he would win the event where, you know, they would just say, what a, what a warrior. So give me your own in that fight, and it's hopefully if I'll, I'll, be, I'll be at, and uh, we'll be reporting from it live, or, or I'll give a uh, podcast from it uh, 
in the immediate aftermath, and then uh, I'll have articles on punchline.live uh, when that time comes. So August 21st, and that's when boxing, the boxing world has to wait for the next big fight, thanks to COVID, uh, canceling two of its biggest recent fights. Uh, tomorrow night, uh, UFC, uh, Poirier uh, versus McGregor. Uh, I tend to want to go with McGregor, uh, but I don't uh, – uh, Dustin's got a lot of uh, confidence from the from the last fight, and I think when you become such a superstar like McGregor, and then he says the old McGregor's back, and I don't really think the old one can ever come back. I think you get to that point where you live a certain lifestyle, unless you're willing to strip yourself down and maybe go back to the roots of where you started, uh, and do something like that. Go go back almost like the Rocky Three uh, theme. You know, you have to go back to the to an original inner city gym and and find that hunger again, <laughs> find that eye of the tiger. And so I think a lot of the McGregor thing is is a lot of talk when he says it's the old him, but yet we see the suits and the extravagance and his lifestyle has just changed. So I don't think we're ever going to get the old McGregor back. And Dustin's hungry for more success. So that's going to be, I think it's a toss-up fight. Uh, leaning a little bit towards McGregor. I think if it goes a distance and it's close, he's going to get the nod almost like the Nate Diaz rematch. Uh, interesting fights uh, on the undercard. I like, as always, you know, they're always, it's a competitive show from top to bottom. And I think that's why in, in, in uh, MMA, you, you see the crowds arrive. You see a full house from the very beginning where in boxing, you look in the stands during the undercards. There's not that many in attendance. Uh, she tells me that there's a lot of comp tickets for the boxing matches at the, at the big casinos. And they'll be at their cocktail parties and everything. And then they'll show up for the main event uh, for the spectacle. But UFC is uh, some real true fans. that, And there's com- comp- the, the bouts are competitive enough that they're going to be there. Uh, the crowd's going to show up early. They're going to be there throughout the event. Uh Gilbert Burns versus Stephen Thompson. That's going to be an interesting fight. Stephen Thompson, a slight uh, favorite. Uh, he's a minus 160, meaning you have to bet $160 to win 100 on Stephen Thompson. And then Gilbert Burns is a plus 140, which means if you bet 140 on on Gilbert, you'll win uh, 100. And I like Burns in this one. The almost safe bet on this card is Sean O'Malley over Chris Motinho. Uh, there's not, I mean, as close as a sure thing as there could be, I think is this fight, but, but it's, it's MMA. You can lose so many different ways, but, uh, O'Malley is, is the up and coming talent. Max Payne Griffin. If I'm going to put money on any of the bouts, it's going to be him again over Carlos Condit. He's a slight, uh, started off a bigger favorite. Now he's just a slight favorite, but Condit, you know, anybody from the original or any name like Condit that's been around a while, Fans are still going to just see the name and think, okay, he's the one I recognize. I recognize that name. I've done that mistake because I've seen that. And so when it comes to like the Gilbert Melendez, uh, Diego Sanchez, those, you know, those kind of fighters, whenever they fight, and I don't really know the opponent that they're fighting, I just tend to go with the name. And because I, you know, I've seen them over the years, but then you see the performance and you kind of see what it is that they're kind of at the end of their career. And they're facing an up-and-coming talent. Um, but Max Payne Griffin, 
He's trained by Jim West, and when I do gamble on MMA, uh, if there's a Jim West-trained fighter, I tend to put money on him and uh, him or her, and it's been more times than not successful. Uh, it's a high percentage of success actually betting on Jim West fighters, and and I don't know why. Uh, you know they they've had a series of underdogs in the last year or so that have paid out good, and I've even had a a, a post on my social media saying at some point they're going to stop making Jim West fighters uh, such big underdogs in these fights, and I think they're coming around now. You know, and um, and for the most part, you put, if you put your money on on a Jim West fighter. More times than not, you're gonna you're gonna win. So that's kind of my little uh, belief. And when it comes to to betting MMA, uh, show me who Jim West trains and, and which fighters on the card that he trains, and chances are I'm gonna be be going for that fighter uh, money wise. And more times than not, it's gonna be successful. Uh, Craig Hardy uh, tied to to Ivasa. What was interesting here was. Uh, Tuivasa is a little bit less uh, of a favorite uh, than he started off plus 150. He's now minus 140. Uh, he actually started off as the underdog, and, and he's bet, being bit to the favorite. Hardy gets a lot of attention, be, having been in the NFL. Uh, he's learned the MMA, uh, but I, I, really whenever you have somebody that hasn't been doing it that long and somebody that's well-trained and, and well-schooled in so many different disciplines – it's just a disadvantage, even though Hardy's a superstar because of his name. Uh, but then they match him up in a way that, you know, it's a winnable match. So, I mean, that that's just the, the what what MMA does and, and how Dana White and, and the UFC, how they match make. I mean, any one of these fighters has, has, a, has a chance in, in a serious shot. Uh, I'm going to go with Hardy on this one. But uh, if he doesn't get him out of there early, I think it becomes a cardio battle. Uh, I think Tuivasa is going to – then the longer the fight goes, the more the better it is for him. Uh, Jennifer Maya is a, is a slight favorite of Jessica I. Uh, and I'm I'm going to go with I because uh, she's seeing uh, – following her on social media, it's one thing that I wanted to see how she reacts to her losses and – and the opportunities she's been given. And the way I see that she's bounced back and she's training hard and she's still hungry, um, I, I think she's got she's got it in her still to uh, to pull off uh, an upset and and make a run in the in the UFC. Because uh, I think if, if she were to lose, there's a good chance. I mean, with UFC releasing so many fighters uh, in recent times, uh, she might be on the chopping block. So. Uh, for that sake, and for somebody that's a fan of Jessica, I, I hope that that's not the case. That she remains in UFC, and one of the things that would ensure that would be a victory over Jennifer Maya. So I'm going to go ahead with Jessica I more uh, a pick out out of my heart instead of my head, but uh, I do believe in her. So Jessica, good luck uh, tomorrow, and uh, yeah, I'll be rooting. Uh, next week I'll be breaking down the next Misha Tate's return and. Uh, and the other fights going on, and I'll have more news from boxing. I'll have a recap on Monday of uh, Game 3. And again, the picture is going to be pretty clear in the NBA Finals, I think, after uh, Sunday, uh, depending on how Sunday goes. We'll know if we if we should uh, hold on to our seats and buckle up or 
if we can uh, get ready to get the party started. Uh, and also, I'll have some special guests next week. No, nobody's confirmed yet, so I don't want to announce it. But I've I've reached out to some people, and and hopefully we'll have uh, some special guests for you here sometime next week. And until then, thanks for listening. Until next time, for Sports View, this is Simon Rukaba checking out.